man, people crazy out there, she's bro. I've been grinding since I was like 15 with this music, bro. I've learned that I can't please everybody. And there's been a lot of love, but there's also been misunderstanding, hate, and this box they put me in. And it makes them uncomfortable if I'm not in it. And I ain't in it. What's up everyone, welcome back to Out One Out Podcast, I'm Manny I'm Nick And uh, today we have a special guest on, Nick's wife um, But before we get into our topic, um, just a reminder, please subscribe on iTunes um, Leave us a rating, a review, and subscribe on Spotify We're also on Google Plus and wherever else you guys listen to podcasts we should be on there if not let us know and we'll figure it out and try to get on there but yeah today we're um today is friday and we're doing a fun topic and we're talking about the enneagram and um we have our in-house enneagram expert <laughs> <laughs> here today so uh nick you want to introduce her yeah yeah so i've known her for a couple years now maybe like half our lives or something like that um and she is a enneagram guru who diagnosed me with my enneagram <laughs> result i didn't even get to take a test i was diagnosed with mine i'm definitely using the word diagnosed yes um, it was easy for you <laughs> yeah. so yeah this is my wife robin she's pretty smart and she knows her enneagram stuff and yeah so hey so just to start out, I just want to say I am not an expert in the Enneagram, in case there's experts listening. <laughs> I just really like it. It's kind of like a hobby for me to learn about personality profiles and psychology type things. So when I um, was introduced to the Enneagram by one of my close friends, shout out to Brittany, um, I just kind of hopped on that Enneagram train and I started reading and then I diagnosed myself and then I diagnosed Nick. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the Enneagram, for those who don't know what it is, could you explain what it is and like how it's different than some of the other like personality tests that people may be more familiar with? Sure. Um, so the Enneagram is, you mentioned the Zodiac earlier, it's totally different than anything like that. It's a, it's a type of personality typing, but it's um, unique in that it's psychologically based. So basically, um, there are nine different types. And the way uh, whoever made the anagram up did it based on psychological basis. So um, you're either born with this type or because of childhood circumstances, you become this type. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So can you kind of like list us the nine types? So if you look at the Enneagram, it's it's a picture with well, a circle and a bunch of lines. Well, it looks really sketchy. I'm it, not gonna it lie. Does it does look bad, but it doesn't represent anything evil. <laughs> the enneagram was definitely a turn off when I first saw it, just based upon because it kind of looks like a star. It's like a and low key yeah. pentagram. Like, what does this like? symbol mean? So, so the outside is a circle. It kind of represents unity within people. We're okay. all people, but we're all different. Um, there's a lot of lines, and there's a lot of connections on the inside. I'm going to be talking about basically just the main types, and then each type has a line of growth and a line of stress. Okay. So when you're in your regular, in your normal type, in your um, fundamental type, everyone has a basic type. When you're in that type, you kind of present as a different type when you're growing, mm-hmm. when you're healthy, and then you present as a different different type when you're stressed. Okay. So, so it's really difficult to type yourself as an Enneagram. And I would say if you've taken an Enneagram test, um, you usually don't test your type right away. Because you can present as other types so often, because you also have wings on either side of you, so you can present differently as those two. So it's really, you have to kind of dig into um, each type, at least the types that you 
that you kind of um, identify with most and then figure out from reading more information what your type actually is. So we'll start with type one and we'll go around to nine. Okay. Type one is known as a reformer. Um, they're kind of like a perfectionist. Type one, they're conscientious and ethical. They have a strong sense of right and wrong. They're always striving to improve things. Um, they're really organized. These are your list makers, um, your editors, <laughs> people who really enjoy organizing information. Um, but when they become a little stressed, they can become perfectionistic and a little bit critical of others. Um, I can identify with this type because as my type, like I said before, when you get stressed, you present as a different type. I present okay. as a reformer when I'm stressed. So I know what it's like. I can get a little perfectionistic sometimes. <laughs> um, so every type has a basic fear, desire, and key motivations that kind of drive how you see. It's like drives your worldview, how you see things, how you respond to things. The, the one, their basic type is, um, their, their basic fear is, their fear is to be corrupt or defective. Their basic desire is to be good or balanced, and they are motivated to want to be right. Like, they don't want to be wrong. Right. So when they are, and I'm going to talk about the arrows of each one, too. When they're moving in their um, healthy way, mm -hmm. they, let me, when they're moving in their growth, they can become angry and critical. Um, and then they, they become healthy, like, they turn into sevens when they're healthy. So they become fun and spontaneous. Okay. Um, so that's type one. Type yeah. twos are great. Um Everybody knows a two. Twos, I think, are pretty common. I thought I was a two for a while because when I was a mom, I presented as a two because twos are the helpers. Twos love to just be around people. They love to help people. They love to feel needed. Um, these are your people that are going to volunteer a lot. These are your people that are going to reach out to people when they're struggling, lend a helping hand. They're awesome. They're empathetic. They're sincere. They're warm-hearted. They're generous. But they can become possessive and manipulative when they are unhealthy. Their basic fear is being unwanted and their desire is to feel loved. So when a two is not feeling very healthy, they're going to be kind of manipulative to, their, to the people that they love because they want their attention. Right. Um, they're going to be reaching out, kind of uh, overbearing. But when they're healthy, they're super awesome to be around. And everyone wants a two in their life. <laughs> everyone wants a two. They're great friends. Um, let's see. The achievers three. Achievers are awesome. They're strong leaders. They are the people, I mean, their name speaks for them. Achievers. They, they like to achieve things. They're big planners. They're charming, ambitious. They're energetic. Um, but they can also be very conscious of their status. Okay. and very focused on driven towards advancement. So they can tend to kind of sometimes step on people's toes and um, not pay attention to how other, people's fe other people feel just to advance themselves. Mm. So they really take on the, the idea of my way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. Achievers, <laughs> they can, but you're either on when they're really you're healthy, <laughs> yeah, but when they're really healthy, they can be really awesome leaders and these are these are like your politicians, mm -hmm. um, yeah. people in higher status. They they really climb the ladder to get there. Right. But even achievers who aren't in a high status, they, I mean they they just set little goals for themselves. 
they're always setting goals. Mm-hmm. Um, their basic fear is fear of being worthless. And their desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. They want to be affirmed and they want to be distinguished from others. They like attention and they like admiration. Um, let's move on to the fours, the individualist. <laughs> fours are really interesting. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I've come to know we a little bit more about our, fours. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to know. So when I first went through the Enneagram, I didn't think I could really like fours. No offense to you fours out there. I just don't do well with like emotions and fours love their emotions. But then I got to know a four a little bit better. And I was like, I told her, I was like, I didn't think I could like it before. But I mean, you're proving me wrong. But we love you, Kirsten. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, they're very sensitive fours and they love to like soak in their feelings, but their feelings can push them to be really creative. So fours, um, you got your artists there. You, you know, they, they get in their feelings and then they make music. They get in their feelings and then they draw painting, mm. um, poetry. They love that kind of stuff. Um, but sometimes they, they, are, they know they're sensitive and they can withhold themselves from others because they, they feel like there's something wrong with them. Right. And they don't like to be vulnerable. You know, they don't want to feel vulnerable. There's a difference between being sensitive and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be reserved because they're afraid people are going to judge them or react wrong to their emotions. Um, their basic fear is they, they have a fear of no personal significance. Like they, they have a fear that they don't have an identity. Yeah. Um, their basic desire, they want to find their self and their identity. So their key motivation is um, to express themselves. Individuality is really important to them. They like to, to be set aside, but not like the achiever with um, achievements, but more with creativity and their feelings. Sometimes they can withdraw, like I said earlier, to protect themselves. So that's the four. Fives are cool, too. I just, I, I've come to love every part of the Enneagram. Right. Um, because I know, I think I know every number someone who's who represents each number on the enneagram and i love them all that's good that's good <laughs> good to know um five we are, we are called to love all so. yeah so this helps <laughs> five is the investigator fives are smart they love to look into information these are your people that are just they're bookworms pretty much they're just they love the library um they're they're insightful and they're curious they take their curiosity to the books. They like to study. They like to learn more. Um, they love complex ideas. They are thinkers. They like to sit there and just think on ideas. Um, they, I actually become a five when I'm moving into my area of growth. Mm-hmm. Fives are more withdrawn. They just like to be alone and learn things. Um, they can become detached, though, and high-strung. They can have problems with isolation sometimes because, I mean, I think sometimes fives, they trust, they they don't like to reach out to people and ask people for information so much as they like to learn it on themselves. So why really go and be around people when you can just be by yourself and learn all these things? Their basic fear is being useless, helpless, or incapable. And their basic desire is to be capable and competent. 
They, their motivation is they want to possess knowledge and understanding of the environment and understanding of pretty much everything. They want to just, they want to understand things. Um, when they are stressed, they become sevens. So they become more scattered instead of focused. Okay. They become uh, more hyperactive instead of chill. And when they are growing, they become like eights actually. So they can become more assertive. And they, they can become more like a leadership type. Mm. Eights are really great leaders. What's yeah. next? That's a nice little compliment. Yeah. Eights are great leaders. <laughs> and sociopaths. <laughs> okay, so. they can be. They can be. Okay, um, sixes, sixes are called the loyalists. Like, you really want to have a six. They're, the, they're known to be the most loyal of friends um, because they really value their security and... Everything around them is their security. So once they become your friend, they're going to stay your friend because mm. if you leave them as their friend, <laughs> their security is gone and they are anxious. They're also very anxious. Mm. The loyalist is kind of, this is what I say, sixes are scared of everything. They are the anxious, they're a big bundle of anxious mess sometimes, but they can be really awesome. Um, <laughs> they're committed, security oriented. They're reliable and hardworking, responsible and trustworthy. Sixes are really great to have on a team because something they do really well is troubleshoot. Okay. So they can look, they like they like to look at things and figure out what's wrong and fix that mm -hmm. um, because security. Right. Like they just they just want to look at that and make sure everything's going well. So always have a six on your team. Uh, their basic fear is of being without support and guidance. Um, their basic desire is to have security and support. So when they feel like something is not secure part of their security system is breaking that's when they get really anxious um they get they just they try to fix their anxiety um the key motivations security <laughs> they want to feel supported when they are stressed they become a three so they but like the bad part of the three so they can become competitive and a little bit arrogant Okay. And when they are healthy, they become like a nine. So they value harmony. Nines are like very much like they don't like conflict. Mm -hmm. Harmony. Here's the best one. Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> Sevens. Sevens are the enthusiasts. I'm a seven. I, I guess, you guys probably couldn't have guessed that. Uh, sevens are extroverted. They're optimistic and spontaneous. They're very playful, high-spirited, and practical. Sevens are always seeking, like, something new. They want experiences. They, they don't like to be bored. I get bored really easily. They, they want something fun to do all the time. Sevens avoid pain. They're pain avoidant. So instead of sitting around and letting feelings soak in, they would rather distract themselves with something fun. Okay. Basic fear of being deprived and in pain. Basic desire to be satisfied and content. Have their needs met. Key motivation. They want to maintain freedom and happiness. Sevens do not like to be controlled. <laughs> <laughs> when sevens are uh, stressed, they become ones. So they, they just want to perfect everything. Um, they want everything like to be perfect like when i get stressed out my house like one little thing could be out of place <laughs> and yeah. i'm like oh you guys in this a is a mess <laughs> <laughs> nobody does anything in here except for me
Um, but when they're growing, they become like fives. Okay. So they become more, they like to be alone and they like to learn, which is nice. I also love eights. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> eights are interesting. Um, eights are the challenger. They're really confident. They're strong. They're assertive. They love confrontation. They actually do like confrontation. Yeah. Um, even like the healthy kind. They love to stand up for themselves and they love to stand up for the people that they love and they love to stand up for what's right and they will be that person that speaks up when everybody else in the room is silent. They're really strong leaders. Definitely sounds like Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Let's wait till we get to the bad parts. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say any of those. <laughs> uh, they can be... They can be a little too uh, scary. They can be intimidating for some people, for especially some of the more like silent types. Yeah. Um, for people like me, is is who doesn't like being controlled. That's when you get okay. yeah, the head butting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. So um, I I know this. There's a lot of background in the Enneagram that I'm not going to be able to get to, mm. but there are things in childhood that shape you. Okay. And I know um, one specific one that's always stood true for most of the challengers that I've met is a rough past. Um, they, they have a rough past. They have abuse in their history, mm -hmm. in their family history. They, they have unhealthy relationships um, as a child. So that's why they operate out of fear of being harmed. So that's why they're always like trying to stand up for themselves, trying to control their environment so it doesn't control them. Mm. Their basic desire is to protect themselves, be in control of their own life. Key motivation, they want to be self-reliant to prove their strength and resist weakness. Um, when eights are healthy, they actually, they start going, presenting like twos, so... They start to love being around people. They start to want to help people. They start reaching out to people. Uh, I see that a lot with you. Oh. <laughs> when they become, uh, when they're stressed, they, they go to five. So they become more withdrawn. Um, they don't want to be around people. They want to try to learn things, to try to fix a situation, that kind of thing. It explains why I love being around people, but also sometimes hate being around people. <laughs> exactly. I always say I'm yeah. a functioning extra or introvert, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Once you get dive into this, you'll see, you like, once you know your type and you mm -hmm. start reading all these things about it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's, it explains so much. Yeah, yeah. It, it just, it's, it's like a light bulb goes off and you're like, that's why I do this. Right. That's why I respond this way. This is how I can fix this. Um, last one. The peacemaker and that's a nine nines are uh they love harmony conflict makes them really anxious they're like a ceo of bottling emotions because they don't want any emotions to come out that's going to ne negatively impact someone else and create conflict yeah. um they're accepting trusting they're stable they're very optimistic usually they're very supportive they want everything to go smooth. They're also really good to have in groups. Um, but you have to make sure that they're speaking up and being true to themselves and not kind of 
bottling it. They they have trouble with stubbornness sometimes. Um, their basic fear is loss and separation, basic desire to have inner peace, peace of mind and stability. Motivation is to create harmony in the environment, avoid conflict, avoid tension. When they're stressed, they become like a six, so a lot more anxious. And I can't imagine that that would happen when you're like bottling all your emotions and not speaking your mind. It's got to be tough. And when they're healthy, they become like threes and they become more of a leader and they can speak their mind more. So that's that's a good thing for the nines. That's just a basic overview. Mm -hmm. There's so much more in the Enneagram to dive into, but um, I do want to speak on how it's helpful to know your Enneagram number. I mean, I kind of touched on it while I was going over the overview of everything, but um, it's it's especially as a Christian, it's very important that we're introspective, yeah. that we understand ourselves because everybody's different and it's really important for our relationships too because usually when you're viewing the world you view the world and you think that everyone sees things the way that you see them right. um it's natural we just we operate that way we forget that other people are completely different than us and they see things completely differently and they respond to things completely differently so this really helps in relationships it, it helps with your relationship with god because when you know, it kind of points out um, your motivations, your fears, um, how you're going to respond to these things, how you act when you're getting stressed so that you can pick up on these things and you can stop it in your tracks before you make the wrong decision and you can take it to God. So you're able to identify these things now because you, you've read about it and you know that that's like when I'm, when I'm stressed and I start freaking out around the house and I start trying to organize things and I start blaming everybody for mess. I'm like, okay, this is not healthy. I know that because my Enneagram tells me that when I'm stressed, I become more like a one. So I can take time to cool off. I can take time to take it to God. I can take time to reflect on what's going on in my current situation that's making me feel this way. Um, and with relationships, like I was saying before, we're, we can view, once we know all the other ones, it takes time to learn them. But now that I know Nick is a challenger, that he's an eight, I know how he's going to respond to things. Yeah. And I know that it's not just him being ridiculous. It's him because this is his personality. It's ingrained in him from childhood. And it helps me to better respond to him. Yeah. So it's it's super, super helpful in so many ways. Yeah, that's good. I think... Uh... One thing I like that you said earlier is that you just have grown to love each one. And um, I know like in church, and, and it says in the Bible about the church body, of how there's so many parts. and mm -hmm. They all function for one uh, common denominator, and that's yeah. the glorified God. And so, um, you know, I know in church, I think it is important to have all of these um, inside the church as far as like church leadership and uh, on your staff. And it's helpful because it balances out everything. So, yeah. yeah, I thought that was really good. And there's just so many ways you could use this. Um, as a leader, if you are in leadership, knowing the, your team's Enneagram number is so helpful because you know how they're going to respond to criticism. Everybody responds differently. That way you can approach them in a way that's going to be, you know, a, a good conversation, a productive conversation, instead of someone putting a wall up and 
nothing getting nothing getting done someone left with their feelings hurt yeah um and you know also strengths and weaknesses once you know their enneagram number you can help place them in areas where they're going to flourish so there's just so many uses yeah and i think it really helps like on how people share the gospel mm-hmm. like you're gonna like some of the way you are and your personality type is going to really dictate on how you go about sharing the gospel i think too absolutely um like some people who are a little more like i think about a four a four is more than likely one of the ways they can share the gospel is through creativity um they might not get out and publicly you know just go and start saying hey jesus loves you this like but they might be able to paint some pictures or write a poem and like there's just so many i feel like this it helps you really figure out like how god's wired you to share because we all have the same purpose we all are created to bring glory to god and living out the great commission but i think we all we all have different gifts we all have different abilities we all have different personalities and god's you i think even when we talk about i went out like we're uniquely crafted yeah um and this i feel like really kind of goes hand in hand with that and how god has uniquely crafted us and given us specific personalities how to live this out how to live this purpose out that we all have before us yeah no, that's good. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. And I guess each of us are going to give our Enneagram. I think you already have heard uh, Robin and Nick's, but they're going to kind of get deeper into <laughs> how it affects their everyday life. I was trying life. not to give it away, but I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, we'll be back soon. Whoa, this power and worse on speaking. Okay. And I might not do it your way. It's okay. You just wasting your breath for no reason. Whoa. Oh, you mad, man. No bicycle to live in my freedom. Plus, I'm on a mission, might look a bit different, but know that the goal is so Jesus. Welcome back yeah. to Out One Out. Now that we're, we know a little bit about what the Enneagram is, and we've gone through the different numbers, we're going to, each of us, Robin, Nick, and I, are going to kind of like give you guys an overview of what our numbers are. Um, so, we're going to start off with Robin. Okay. So, like I said before, I'm a seven. Sevens are fun. Um, I talked a lot about seven earlier, how we're like playful and enthusiastic. We love having fun. Fun really drives a lot of my decision making, actually. It sounds silly, but I, I can't help it. I just I just want to have fun. Um, but a lot. So there's as you begin to learn your Enneagram number, you focus on some of the main the main stuff um early on, but as you get deeper in, you start realizing things that really make you kind of get annoyed with your number. I always tell people, if you're happy about your number, then it's probably not your number (laughs) because it really makes, um, brings light to your fears, um, your struggles. So once I became, once I became aware of of seven and I was reading about it, I'm like, oh man, oh, I hate my number. (laughs) Um, so one thing that I've been focusing in on this last year or so is pain avoidance something that i struggle with big time that seven struggle with they because they fear pain that's why they are always looking for a fun way out so pretty much if this is pain or something painful for me or something not fun i'm gonna just hop over that pretend it didn't happen and replace it with something fun to distract myself but the problem that happens there is all of a sudden I'm having an anxiety attack out of nowhere because I never address the emotion. It's still in there. You can't just ignore emotions and sweep them away and try to replace them with pain. So, I mean, with fun. So what I've been trying to do is really focus in on being present in my emotions, letting myself feel emotions. I'm not good at it. It, It takes a lot 
for me to um, be aware of my emotions. I like the negative ones, positive ones. I'm totally aware of. I fun, happiness, joy. I like. I'm so present in those. But as soon as something becomes negative, <laughs> I try to pretend it's not there. I'd rather not talk about it. I don't like talking about conflict. Not because I'm conflict avoidant. I I can stand up to somebody if it's something that you know I believe I need to stand up for. But if it's something that's going to cause me pain. Mm-hmm then I'm going to avoid that conflict because it brings pain. Some conflict doesn't bring pain for me. It's easy. Um, Sevens sevens can be good leaders too, and they can stand up for things, but the pain, I just try try to be present in my pain. So it's been helping me grow a lot. Um, But at the same time, it's just, it's really hard to not operate as your number because it's ingrained in you. It's just how you do things. So you have to be, you have to be really intentional. Yeah. <laughs> Nick? So I am the psychopath of all, of the nine. Um, I love how they use kind of words and call it the challenger. Um, so I'm an eight. Um, and again, I didn't take a test. I was self I was diagnosed <laughs> being eight. And then I remember reading it and I was just like, you know, I read when I was reading the healthy levels, I was like, yeah, I'm an eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it says become self-restrained and merciful and forbearing, mastering self through their self-surrender to a higher authority. Courageous, willing Heroic. to courageous, willing to put <laughs> self in serious jeopardy to achieve their vision and have lasting influence. May achieve true heroism and historical greatness. It's like, yeah, I'll be an eight. Okay. Yeah, you can all, you're always like, yeah, that's my number <laughs> yeah. with all the good stuff. And then I start reading through like all the levels and then I got to level nine, which is when you're at your least, you're the most unhealthy. And it says, if they get in danger, they may brutally destroy everything that has not conformed to their will <laughs> rather than surrender to anyone else. Vengeful, barbaric murderous, sociopathic tendencies. Oh, no. And that's how I knew he was an eight. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I just remember reading that. I was like, this is stupid. I'm not an eight. I don't want to be this. I'm like, how can I be going from being heroic to a, yeah. a sociopathic murderer? Well, we did hear your testimony earlier this week, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I'm an eight. And um, it, it has really helped me, especially as I've been tested here, um, probably over just recently. It's just, like, really kind of, do I want to operate in a healthy level or am I going to operate in the unhealthy level where I will like in there, the urge to just destroy things or just to, you know, just move. Like, I just don't want to deal like just destroy it. Get it out of the way. Destroy it. Get it gone. Yes. Um, (laughs) That's not healthy. Yeah. Um, and I know specifically like God hasn't like, he doesn't want me to operate within that healthy area either. Like he needs me. He's equipped me. He's empowering me to walk out in a healthy way. Um, because again, it's like, if I'm walking in a healthy way, I'm not like I'm surrendering to him. Um, and God, I don't really want to achieve historical greatness. Like (laughs) that's not on my agenda at all. Um, I'm just like, I've always told people like, I just want my, I just want to preach the gospel, um, die to self. And then I'm good. Like if that's what I remember for, I'm good with that. I don't care about any of the other stuff. Hopefully I'm not remembered for anything too crazy, like psycho. Because I remember looking at, like if you go on, you go through, it gives like people who have been, who type as, yeah, type as you. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a few dictators that type as eight. Oh, no. And it's just like, oh man, <laughs> um, I don't really know if I want to be in this category. <laughs> and I remember I was even wrestling with being an eight until we got, like even when we got to uh, exponential. Yeah. 
Um, and then Albert Tate said he was an eight. And he said, so I don't even remember what he said about being an eight, but I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I could be an eight. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, real quick, I just want to touch on how each, so each Enneagram number, they relate to different ones in different ways. Okay. So knowing that he's an eight and I'm a seven has really helped, I think, in our relationships, especially with conflict, mm-hmm. um, kind of make us understand why we act the way we do when we when conflict arises because sevens now listen to this this is this is why we have conflict sometimes sevens hate being controlled eights are controlling that is how they operate so just imagine that um and especially in the beginning of our relationship it was rough but now we just we know each other and we know that that he knows that i hate being controlled I know that he likes to control things. I hate being controlled too. And he, well, yeah. people who like to control things don't like to be yeah. controlled. <laughs> so it's helped yeah. us. Yeah. When conflict arises. Yeah. So that's seven and eight. And what are you, Manny? <laughs> so it's funny. Speaking of ex- exponential, I didn't really. I mean, I knew a little bit about Enneagram, but it wasn't until I think our, our ride to one of our days at the conference and we were just having a conversation about it and robin was like so which one are you and i was like i don't know which one i am so they just kind of like showed me an instagram um <laughs> of just like a description of each one and i was looking at each one and i was like i don't think i'm any of these and um I, I went back and i started reading one a little bit more and i was like okay this may be me which is a perfectionist i can be a bit of a perfectionist um like you guys can probably learned this in florida like I make make up my bed every morning. I like to iron my clothes every single that. morning. I just I have this routine. I like things to be right, and uh, I like things to be you know kind of planned out and organized and stuff. Um, but it was funny like as soon as I read like all the good stuff that I kind of like related to. It's like I got convicted really hard. <laughs> I remember you were in the back seat and he, you said, look at this thing convicted. Yeah. When I, when I saw the part about just the anger part, because I was like, I don't get angry like that. But when I started reading a little bit deeper, it's just how like the ones can kind of get a little resentful when, um, when somebody is wrong or if somebody doesn't keep their word. And um, I think I kind of talked to Nick about this like earlier this week of how that's one of my like, major triggers is like when somebody doesn't keep their word with me and I think it just kind of goes back to like growing up with my father who you know a lot of times just broke his word and so um like like Robin was saying you know sometimes things in your childhood can kind of like affect your uh your number and stuff so yeah so I I definitely relate to the one so I did kind of like self-diagnose myself as one but earlier this week I did actually do the test and one was the top number but i did also come very close to having an eight okay and um i want to say a three i think that was i one. i could see you either yeah. as a one or a three yeah yeah so that yeah it made sense so but like i said earlier it's really hard in the beginning okay because you and you can you can show you can kind of once you type your your basic type you can present sometimes as your wings so on either side of you sometimes you can look like a nine and sometimes mm-hmm. you can look like a two for nick he can look like a nine or a seven usually not he he doesn't look like a seven he's, <laughs> a, he's an eight wing nine um and me i i kind of operate in both my wings sometimes i get anxious really easily with like the loyalist does and i can be a challenger yeah too so it's hard to type yourself at first that's why you have to read right yeah because like sometimes i feel like i know when i get 
not necessarily like angry, but just in my feelings or whatever, I, I feel like I end up starting, I use that to create. So like whether like, like cooking is something that I like to do that helps me decompress and that's like a form of art. Or I, um, you know, I go, I write a song or something like that. So that's, that I mean, pretty much probably, you just solidified that you're a one because when ones are stressed, yeah, they turn to fours. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> See? See this with the Enneagram Probably just in your opinion, you're officially yes. a yeah, one. You're, yes. you're just, Thank you, Dr. I Robin. just typed you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, you, like, I think, I feel like Robin was saying stuff about how, you know, like editing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like the podcast wouldn't be nearly what it was if it wasn't for you. <laughs> the organization that's brought to this, the editing. They, and but like, ones yeah, actually, they find joy in that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like yeah. they like to do stuff. They like when things are nice right. and they like to make things nice. Right. <laughs> See, I'm the one, I'm like, let's start a podcast. Um, yeah. Let's just do it. Let, let someone else figure out how. <laughs> and then, and then I remember the conversation. Man, he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." And yeah. you're no. like, "Let's oh, let's structure yes. this." Let's when he does that, my six wing kicks in, and I'm like, "Oh, how? <laughs> how are we gonna yeah. do this? This doesn't feel right." <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's just charge the hill. We'll ask questions later, guys. <laughs> yeah, but that again, that just that goes to show why it's important to have those different numbers, yeah. you know, in your circle yep. and on your team. Yeah, that's awesome. Absolutely. All right, so I know Robin has some fun <laughs> yeah. like, facts about things. I have some fun little things like uh, that made me laugh, so I wanted to share. So Enneagram, this is the Enneagram at church. Ones at church, they'll be teaching, it made sure to put adult Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> Twos at church, serving in the nursery. Threes are networking. Fours are crying during the best worship songs. <laughs> or they're worshiping on stage, leading worship with no shoes. <laughs> Rachel Valen. Fives. Fives are reading the Greek and Hebrew Bible translation. Sixes are taking sermon notes. Sevens talking in the foyer. Yep. I do that a lot. Uh, eight mentally poking holes in the message. <laughs> and nine is praying the sermon doesn't offend anyone or getting stuck holding the door for 15 minutes while everybody else walks past me. <laughs> But this one's pretty funny. This is the Enneagram types and the last slice of pizza, and they want it. Okay. So you want the last slice of pizza, and this is your type. Type one, divide it equally amongst whoever is there. <laughs> type two, feed it to the person who ate least because they were paying attention to that. <laughs> type three, orders more like a hero. Yeah. Type four, they don't want it as as they had their own special pizza. They're like the pineapple ham, like the people with the weird (laughs) special pizza. Type five, pineapple Pineapple ham and barbecue sauce and onions. Okay, okay. (laughs) Maybe that's normal. I'm I'm poking holes in. Look at you. (laughs) Type five, looking how others are behaving. We'll eat it if everyone wasn't around. Type six, they won't eat it because they don't want to hurt their relationships with their friends. (laughs) Type seven, rock, paper, scissors, spin the bottle, winner eats it. Type eight, just take it and eat it to solve this awkwardness for everyone. Not guilty, they just help. (laughs) Type nine, sit quietly and look away. They say they don't want the pizza, even though they're starving. Nines are so nice. (laughs) Too nice, it sounds like. Okay, this is the coronavirus and your Enneagram number. Oh, boy. (laughs) Ones, making sure everyone is informed of the current regulation and it's our civic duty to follow the rules. Yeah. Twos are handing out toilet paper to the elderly. 
Threes have organized closets, picked up groceries, dinner in the crock pot, and have donation pile and making their to-do list for tomorrow. That sounds kind of like ones, too. Mm -hmm. Fours, learning to paint to distract themselves. Fives, have prepared, studied up, and self-quarantines above the government re regulation. <laughs> Sixes, this is our time to shine. Sixes are those people that have like an apocalypse, apocalypse yeah. stockpile already. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, yes, we're ready. Let's go, let's go. Yes. Oh, Sevens, have already booked a family vacation for $49 on Spirit. This is really funny, <laughs> though, because... You tried. <laughs> Oh my god! Because you tried to do that. Because in the beginning, before this got really bad, yeah. I was like, "Can we just like look at these prices? <laughs> we should just go. Let's go Speck to Florida." And Nick was like, "What? No." <laughs> um, Eights, letting others know how unprepared they are and how it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Nines, reminding everyone to calm down and just breathe. <laughs> so that was just some fun with the Enneagram. There's a lot of. I disagree with mine. I hate conspiracy. Okay, but in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but that's because you're a Christian. Yeah. True. So you know that you know the truth. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. It's still fun though. <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah, those those are funny. There's a lot of those that you can find online, but these are just a couple that I thought were. Pretty yeah. Funny. So guys, if you don't know your enneagram type, I suggest you to go either take the test or be like Nick and I and. Self-diagnose yourself. <laughs> or, or just have somebody who diagnoses you. Just diagnose you. Uh, Robin will have a Zoom call with you to diagnose you. I can help type you. If you really want to know, I would love to talk to you about it, and I can help type you because I, I think it's fun to do that. Yeah. So Robin will diagnose you over Zoom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, again, um, if you don't already uh, subscribe to us, please subscribe on Spotify, um, iTunes, Google Play, Leave a review, a rating that helps us, but it also helps you um, be among the first to hear when a podcast comes out. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Peace.